Tonight on Sidetracked, Charles has no dick. We recap Bowling Green Armada and all pulls in between and wind up for the season finale. Stay tuned. Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, sidetracked with Armstead and Poosh. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, your exorcism specialist. And we're back from what a long time away from the studio, it seems. I know I felt a little weird coming back in after a two week hiatus. Uh, a lot of pulling actions gone on in the time we've been away from the studios. My name's Armstead. My name is Poach. My name is Meyer. Now, somebody sounds really goofy on this line. Yeah, I, I think uh, Charles switched his mic out for a tin can this week. Uh, sorry. You're not sorry. If you were sorry, you'd be here. <laughs> you just wanted to be able to do this in his underwear. For an individual, I'll say that. <laughs> He just wanted to be able to do this episode sitting on his lazy boy with in his underwear again, you know. Is this true? That and get back. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Miss you too, Nick. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen Nick in a while other than well, you saw him down in Chelsea for a minute, but I don't know. Most of the crew's been on my A all week. Well, saw him at uh, Andrew's birthday party. Oh, yeah. That, too. Forgot about that. I had that. God. Pretty pretty important event there. I don't know. They've all blurred. <laughs> it only gets worse, buddy. Nine pulls, nine days. I think that's got to be a record. And I'm... Not disappointed we got rained out in Smith's Creek for the garden tractor pull because I don't think I could have done 10 and 10. It would have been a great record, but for now, the bar's set at 9 and 9. Too much for me. You got a lot of lag on this or what? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it from my end, but... Based on the amount of time you're pausing before answering our questions, I'm going with yes. Okay, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So since we're calling uh, cross-continent, I guess we'll just keep going with the show. A lot in the news, but nothing major other than points championships wrapping up here in the thumb area. Uh, TTPA will be wrapping up their rapid-fire point season uh, this coming Sunday up in Elkton. Once again, Elkton, the home of the season final. Some points battles to be fought out. Some already well in hand. I know right off the bat, 2.5 diesel trucks in six farm is decided. No mathematical way for anybody to come in and swoop away the wins. So I think 2.5 trucks seem like that one was decided, you know, I think halfway into the year, 
that one was pretty much a walk for uh, for Joe there. Yeah, 15 wins on the season. Do not know what the results were from Metamora this past weekend. But then again, you had some guys really chomping right there at second place, Joel Gerard being right there in the mix. But unfortunately, some players come in throughout the year that did set them back. So, yeah, Joe pretty much had a good walkaway season this year. Gary Heberling's going to get six farm yet again. I believe that's his fourth and her third in four years. So not a bad run for him, especially considering what he dealt with last year with mechanical issues. Yeah, I'll agree with that statement for sure. And back to the back to the two five trucks. Um, I think that class is going to be set up for a really good year next year. You got a couple guys who came out with new trucks this year and struggled. They'll be back. We gained the truck here in the last couple weeks, so I think they're set up for something pretty good. And it won't be a cakewalk next year. No, absolutely not. And new guy coming on the scene, Kevin Morrell, buying uh, the points winning truck coming out of Pennsylvania, and uh, first two pulls. Two wins already for him. Uh, did quite well in uh, Goodles for the Harvest Days Festival pull. And uh, do not know, like I said, the shakeout for Metamora, but not a bad way to start off your 2.5 career coming in and taking two wins in your first two pulls. Beginner's luck. Hopefully he'll, he'll avoid the uh, sophomore slump by starting so late. Yeah, and it, he'll have a little bit of a sophomore slump. I mean, I mean, it's kind of unavoidable in the sport. But Kevin, no stranger to polling, been brought up with it, competed for many years on his own right. So he'll have a little tuning to do on the truck, but sitting quite nicely and uh, really bringing Cummins back to the forefront in polling in Michigan. Yeah, it'll be good to have... Uh not taking away from the Duramax guys. They've worked hard and they've earned it, but it'll be fun to have, have some of that rivalry going again between between the Dodge engines and the Duramax guys. Now, uh, we got breaking news, too, so we got to make sure we fire that off. Now, rumors been going around, but we're going to break it on sidetracked. Right from John Muir's mouth, 2.5, we'll be joining PPL next year, but not as a 2.5 as we know it now, either running COTPC rules or a rule similar to what TTPA went to, and no 2.75 straight board like I've been calling for since January. Nope, boys, time to put on your hard luck hats, 2.5 straight board. So guess what? You were complaining about your horsepower numbers being crunched by the thumb. John Mears just came and castrated your balls clean off. Yeah, that's having the smoothbore turbo is probably something. It's probably a move that should have been done maybe last winter when the other classes went that direction. Just do it across the board. But by going down to that really small 2.5, I kind of got to wonder where PPL is going to be at here with this one. I, I don't see necessarily the sheep just following that idea no i don't either and honestly what i think is this is just going to be a state level class you're not going to see it of course not running up in the champions tour but even on a regional level for ppl 2.5 will not be there yeah and you gotta you gotta feel bad for the guys in the class too because they're sitting there looking at this proposal going you mean i gotta buy a charger again yeah, but we knew something was going to happen and shake down the tree even within the next four years. And that's a gamble yeah. you take, but you know what? You want to go jump into the big boys club? 
I'm sorry about your luck. We've discussed this before. Your turbo might not always fit the rules, and you got to conform to the rules the club brings forth. This isn't Michigan Truck and Tractor Pullers. This isn't TTPA, where the class gets a voice on the rules. Nope, this is going to come down from the board. Welcome to the big boys. You conform to our rules, or we'll we'll pass you on by. We don't care. Yeah, and they've got you know they got the track record and the show show to promote, and uh, yeah, so it, and you know what? Historically, actually, in not just pulling but other forms of motorsports too, when you have that sort of I'll use the word dictatorial element to the governing of a sanctioning body. It tends to go better than the committee style. Absolutely. It cuts down on the whining. It's not, well, he said, she said, building a truck rules to one person's truck. Nope. This is what's being put forth. We don't care. Tough luck. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a better better management style. I'm sure for, for John, it probably, he, he probably, he'd probably be the first to tell you he has a lot of, a lot of nights on the phone with pissed off people about something that he decided, but on the other hand, you know, look at the success of PPL. So it's working for them. Absolutely. I mean, after the ATPA days where it kind of fell off the side and ATPA was always a little brother to the NTPA. They never really did quite achieve equals level where PPL's gone above and beyond are running right at par with the NTPA Grand National and Super National circuits. Yeah, they are. They absolutely are. And I think a big piece of that, too, is that, uh, you know, John Mears wasn't stupid when he surrounded himself with good connections and ultimately Forrest Lucas. I think, you know, Lucas Oil really, you know, really has driven that for them. It, and that's fine. That's good. It's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... We've seen uh, commercializing of the sport similar to NASCAR levels that we had not seen with NTPA when PPL came out. You know, seeing brand names on the na- as part of the name of a tractor versus you know just well, hey, this is you know Wild Child or whatever. No, now you've got Tonka Kentuckian or Joe Edder's seventy uh, fifth edition Geico. You know, I mean. Everybody, you know, there, there's a brand before the name of the tractor now, which we've never seen before. No, and that's and they've been smart too in, in their their packaging of marketing deals like that. Because if you go away from away from PPL into some of the other uh, forms of motorsports that Lucas Oil is involved with, they, you'll find those same sponsors there too. It's a package deal that they have. They got some smart people there in the PR department who put these packages together, and and it benefits pulling because you're getting a sponsor on a vehicle and then money in the pocket to campaign it that you probably wouldn't have got on your own. You know, Joe Edder's a hell of a smart guy, but I can't imagine him knocking on some glass door at Geico, you know, without that help. And so that's a, that's a, that's a benefit to Joe. It, it allows him to do some cool things and, and be out there and be competitive. And there's other guys too. It's not just him, it's, but you know, that's one example. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's some names out there bring, representing some big brands, and I never thought I would see it. And I, I honestly still am kind of unsure on how I feel about it. Just I'm a purist in a lot of natures involving the sport, and I don't want to get to that NASCAR ramble on list that you hear so often when, you know, pick a NASCAR driver, you know, 
Kevin Harvick or Tony Stewart or whoever gets in the winner's circle and they've got 35 brands listed off before they even get to the their car, you know. No, I don't want to see yeah. that, but I do think what, where we're at right now is a very comfortable amount of sponsorship. And you know what? Good good thing for John Mears and PPL. They took a took a look at what's going on in Europe with uh, your, the European Tier Actor Pulling Association and uh, is kind of capitalizing on something they've been profiting for 20 years with. Yeah, and you're right. I'm, I tend to hew towards more of the grassroots. That's, it's more interesting to me than the spit polish that I don't, know, I don't think PPL's gotten to that point of total spit polish, but I think they could. And I got concerned a couple of years ago when I saw a clip where it was the year or two that Bill Leishner had sponsorship from Rockstar Energy Drink. And he's wearing a ball cap backwards and talking up the, the value of Rockstar Energy. I'm like, there is no way in hell Bill Leishner's ever drank a damn Rockstar. Come on, I'm not buying this. Well, we've um, also said Bill Leishner listens to the show, so we know both are just complete bullshit. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was that, it, that was kind of like, okay, are we at, is this the jump the shark moment where we just crossed over in a NASCAR? Maybe, maybe not. And I haven't really seen it go beyond that since, but that was one of those where I'm looking at this going, oh boy. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, in the past year, I've grown, grown a big respect for the PPL circuit and the decisions that have been made with them. I like the direction the the sport is going with them at the helm and having this two major circuit competition again, you know, it's kind of keeping pullers on their toes and keeping both programs on edge and keeping the puller happy and keeping the fan happy. Yeah. And I guess we don't throw outlaws into that mix too. The three groups really keep each other pretty honest, I think. And there's a good place in the sport for all of them. It's not, I don't think it's as contentious as uh, some people want to get on the message boards and, and stir it up as being. I, I really don't feel that way. Um, I think they've, they've learned to coexist. Heck, it's been 15 years or something now that PPL's been out there. It's not like they're, it's not like the ATPA days where it felt like a flash in the pan kind of thing. Um, they're staying power behind it now. Absolutely. I mean, ATPA just always seemed like a minor league version of NTPA. You know, the rules were identical. Most of the classes were identical. You know, I did love the ATPA circuit just because we felt a lot of ATPA action here in our own backyard. I guess that's kind of what yeah. drew me to that club. Whereas NTPA, we at that time, we did still have a strong NTPA presence. Our Armada was still NTPA. Emily City was. You know, we could travel the poles at relatively short distances. I mean, heck, at that time, Goodles was NTPA. Yeah, it was the, the state level presence for NTPA here in Michigan was great back and back at that time. And yeah, without ATPA having done what they did and coming into places like North Branch and Burville here in our backyards, we would have never seen some of the iron that they pulled in. Um, I think the first year that they were at North Branch, came my dad and I went, and you know, here's here's guys in from Nebraska and Kansas and Iowa and stuff. Those guys wouldn't have been here otherwise. So it was it was nice to see. Oh, absolutely. We saw some really unique iron and really got to see stuff, you know. I mean, it wasn't until I was old and older and realized how far the Three Bears uh, four-wheel drive truck came from. I didn't realize they were from, what, Virginia, West Virginia? Or? 
Virginia, yeah. Yeah, and would come up, and they seemed like they were a Michigan-based truck because you saw them at Armada. You saw them in Emily City every year. You saw them travel around and spend a lot of time up here in Michigan. But also at that point in time, NTPA wasn't as strong in Region 3 and 4, or what is that, Region 3, if I remember right down there in the Carolinas yeah. that it wasn't as strong of a foothold as region two has always been. No. And we also, you know, Emily city was kind of a unique deal because it's kind of, it was kind of like the, it's kind of like what the Carolina polls do early in the spring where it's early enough that guys come out and would, you know, make shakedown runs and stuff for years. You know, the Lustics would come out of Pennsylvania and it was two days. So you got two hooks out of it. You know, Silver Bullet would come up here. We'd get a lot of Ohio tractors coming up and, and making passes, too, just for that early shakedown and see where they're at before you get to Toma at the end of the month. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you look at Emily City, you already brought up Lustics. You know, we'd see our local guys, you know, Sal and Bean and them come up in the early days of the Super Farm. But, I mean, Terry Blackborn would come here and pull. I mean, there were big names in the sport that would come here just to co- just to do that shakedown run, and God, do I miss that pull out there. Yeah, that was a fun one. And there were certain years, too, where the Joe Stocks would kick in some extra money for the mod classes, and they'd run Grand National Limits, and that would pull in, you know, Ken Venny was the first time I got to see Ken Venny was, was there at Emily City when it was the triple. Um, all kinds of neat stuff back then. That was, that was an interesting place. Yeah, I mean, probably, my, probably like a time, my dad said, a time that'll got, never get recreated, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, we've discussed that about the Emily City Fairgrounds. That'll never be replicated. There's no way possible just due to the changes they've made to the fairgrounds. There's actually really not enough room for a pulling track. They've tried it, and it's just I'll I'll be I'll come right out and say it. It's an abomination what they've done there. There's no way to bring tractor pulling back to the Emily City Fair, and at anything higher than a brush pole level. Yeah, I think they've got, they got the space and they could do, you know, antique or farm stock kind of a deal. But yeah, you're not, we'll never see, we'll never see what we saw back in the 90s and early 2000s there. No. So that'll wrap it up for the news for now. I mean, we could keep rambling on about stuff, but we've got a lot more to cover uh, once we get to our main segment. Not anything really new coming out uh this week as far as news or event coverage but we got a lot of recaps coming for everybody listening in i'm sorry guys the money isn't in the account so there's no checks even being mailed this week (laughs) (laughs) so next one uh obituaries and none that i saw offhand uh any come out for you charles no i i don't think i have any on my radar no no, but you know what? We do have to do uh, prayer thought. Uh, not overly religious guy, but you know we got to get the prayer circle going. Uh, Harold Card, our good buddy from Pro Pulling Pictures, his father-in-law is in some pretty rough shape right now. And uh, last I heard, he's doing better. But uh, got to extend the thoughts and prayers for our media brethren. Uh, Harold, the cantankerous, yeah. pain in the ass. But you gotta love him. <laughs> uh, he's he's hilarious. I I love him. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, best of wishes going out to the Card family. And uh, as always, if you got an obituary you want us to cover, Facebook, 
sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. If you, ha- if you haven't liked and shared us by now, I don't know what else I can do to help you along. Uh, AP at sidetrackpulling.com. I know the email does work. I've been on there. Nobody wants to talk to us. So, <laughs> I can't imagine why. Is. Right? I mean, they listen to our voice all the time. So, but now, calling shows again. Now to our uh, favorite part birthdays. Yes. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. I have, uh, let's see. You know, we do have to give a previous day shout out. And actually, we should go back a whole week, but we're not going to because just too many birthdays. But uh, Tuesday was uh, Jason Hoopman's birthday from the commander team and uh, Hooter Scooter. So uh, happy yep. birthday to him, 42. And the next one I have, Charles, you've got one for uh, Thursday? Or no. today, technically? No? No, I don't. No. Amy Glover, Jared Glover's wife. Oh, half her on here. Huh. Well, see, I guess I, I rate, rate a little better than you, so happy birthday to her. Uh Friday, I have one, a gentleman I met down in Gordyville, an up-and-coming announcer, and a great young man. Got it. I call him a young man. He's only three years younger than me, but, you know, very well presented and really wanting to learn the announcing side of the sport. Willie Harms turning 25 years old, so happy birthday to Willie. I know I've talked about him with you, Charles, and just a great up-and-coming uh, voice in the sport. There, I got a pile of them. Yeah, I got one Friday. I think we almost need to mention. Yeah, probably ought to. She's been a pretty, pretty good help to us at some events. Yeah, Michelle Kane, because I I don't believe that <laughs> last name still. It's supposed to be Nate <laughs> Nate Kane, not Nate Eifert, Michelle Eifert. But happy birthday to her. Charles is. Uh, I don't know. We might as well just call her sister-in-law at this point. God, you've already been adopted into the family. And basically my uh, older sister, uh, my right hand at the Smith's Crick event, and uh, really come out and helped me out a lot this year on the polls and going to do a lot more with me. So happy birthday to you, Michelle. And let's see, Saturday. You have a boatload for Saturday, you said? Oh, yeah, I got four of them. Oh, it's all you, buddy. I don't have any. Uh, antique puller Laron Hagena is 64 on Saturday. Manny Ferry from the uh, Light Unlimited NTPA class with the Rotten, Mean, and Nasty. He's 41. Uh, Robbie Fagundis is 47 out on the West Coast running mini rods modified out there in California. And uh, sometime local street legal puller Steve Hill is 43. Let's see here. Yeah, that's I'm trying to think. I don't have any for Sunday even. No, in fact, uh, I go all the way past. That's it. That's the end of my list out until into next week. So, well, I've got one for Monday. Mike Hathaway turning forty three. Uh, promoter oh, out yep. in Canada. Uh, does yep, a lot yep. down in Shedden uh, for antique pulls. I know another great guy listener to the show. I'm so sorry, Mike. But you're turning 43, so happy birthday to you. And uh, 
that's it until uh, next Wednesday. So, man, that one guy's only, wow. Wow. You see the name for uh, next Wednesday? Yeah. I didn't think he was that young. Actually, there's there's two names there, and one of them, there's some interesting speculation around that guy. I've only got one, so. Uh, uh, forward me the other rumors, name. Rumors about Mr. Jim Shandor flying around. Really? I do not have Jim, the other guy, you know who I'm talking about. But yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, so that's it for birthdays. Uh, once again, APSIDetrackpulling.com, uh, Sidetracked with Armstead and Posh on Facebook, or also now Redline Radio on Facebook. Um, yes. Yeah, I guess that was news. Could have talked about it, but we'll talk about it at the end of the show. But Redline Radio, yeah, kind of. We've, we've hinted it's it on prior out. episodes what it's going to be. We just The only thing we don't know necessarily yet is when it's going to debut, what week. It'll be sometime uh, in the next month. Um, no, you just haven't been paying attention. Okay. <laughs> we It was part of the business meeting. Or wait, you might have gone home. All, you went back to the branch because you were... Yeah, Nick and I figured that out, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> It'll be a maniacal, maniac type week, but it's coming. We'll talk later on that. So, with that, we're going to take enough. a break. Andrew needs nicotine. Nick needs a pillow and uh, caffeine. Caffeine? Well, Charles is sitting in his underwear still, and I hope at least underwear when he's on the phone with us have some sort of dignity. Yeah, I got that part covered. <laughs> so with that we're going to take a break this is sidetracked on pulling radio network life media tech is your one-stop shop for multimedia photography videography live event productions and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance life media can handle it all drew and i trust life media to use years of experience to bring sidetrack to you each and every week isn't it a time that you did the same Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. And we're back. Whoa, what's... what's Oh, you're trying to make my day, aren't you, Nick? Trying. You did it. I love it. That must mean we got some breaking news come across sidetracked again. Man, what a day for news. God, I, I think this one comes from Mr. Uh, Posh, who's uh, in remote location out in Romeo, yeah, Michigan. Well, while you guys are doing uh, nicotine breaks, I'm doing some more show prep, which, who am I kidding? I didn't do any for tonight. Um, <laughs> I, say, I, I think you can only do show prep before the show. Right. Guest, uh, guest of the show, Derek Rose from DNR Customs, has announced he has been accepted for Ultimate Callout Challenge 2017, and it does look like actually the rest of the announcements will be public um, tomorrow, September 1st. Well, be today as you guys are hearing this. But, uh, yeah, we, we already know who one of them is going to be, and it's uh, one of our own. All righty. So UCC, once again, DNR Customs getting in the mix, and uh, UCC coming back to the – East Coast, so to speak, right into the Midwest. Going to be down at Lucas Stadium in Indianapolis this year. So that one's a doable trip, Charles. 
Yeah, I think we can we can try to slide down there and check it out. I kind of I would like to go just because it seems like a really cool event, but um, kind of want to see what Derek's going to do with this uh, new engine build he's got working on, uh, combined with Waggler there on that uh, billet twelve valve common rail head. Yeah, really interested in that. I heard breaking news about that uh, a little while ago, an inside sneak peek, so to speak. And uh, I got some more information on that that will really interest you, but I'm not going to publicize it till Derek goes public with it. But a little bit of a different thing going, not only being a 12-valve common rail, but... uh, a little more going on inside that head. So uh, going to be some interesting yeah. stuff. Uh, definitely can get down there for both podcasts. Hopefully we get media passes. Ooh. 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 Speaking of media passes, we got to recap Bowling Green. We got to recap Armada. You have to come to Bowling Green next year. Yeah. We say that every year. I really do, though. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. Hats off the blue shirts. Excellent job on the 50th. And uh, got to hang out with uh, the godfather, Eric Pruitt. Always a good time with him. But uh, got to meet Tiger Pullman. And what a guy. And there's a lot of stories that cannot be repeated that went on hanging out with Tiger. So (laughs) Some of that was obliquely referred to during the live broadcasts, but... (laughs) <laughs> got to meet jason schultz in person finally from beer money pulling team and the let's grow pulling podcast found on beer money um great guy and boy did we teach him them wisconsin boys don't know how to drink <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's what happens when you're powered by bud light <laughs> light But no, great job with the 50th. Uh, We were set up right in front of the Annex building for those of you who've been to Bowling Green before. And those of you who haven't, the Annex for many years has been home of the Pulling Museum in Bowling Green for the National Tractor Pulling Championships. And um, last year they weren't in there. They had a few of them underneath the uh, grandstands on the south side. But this year... They cleared what vendors are normally out under the south side, completely out other than the NTPA uh, Bowling Green store, but it was wall-to-wall Legend Series tractors, and the annex was full, so we were set up right behind what was the bulk of the running uh, annex, um, uh, God, the Legend Series tractors, so... It was uh, pretty cool, not going to lie, to be uh, set up and seeing some legends. Got to uh, meet Don Masterson. That was awesome. Not going to lie, that was a really, really awesome deal. And stay tuned for more about that because rumor has it Don Masterson may be appearing on Sidetracked in the future. Yep, that's... That's the uh, irresponsible speculation of the day. No, no, we're not done with that. Who are we kidding? Yeah, no. Got to meet another legend, Dan Walsh. Um, God, there's so many names I got to meet, and I'm not going to lie. I got so overwhelmed with so many legends sitting out there and just listening to the old stories 
of the games they played, the tricks they played to get the competitive edge. And you know what? It's what pulling was. And unfortunately, I kind of miss it because I wasn't around for that heyday of pulling. I came into the regulated modern NTPA world is where I got my, my first start with pulling as being a fan. But listen to the stories of uh, <laughs> one story coming to mind is uh, Dan Walsh and, um, oh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Dave Stangle uh, convincing pullers to run nitro meth in their tractors. And uh, after the first manifold blew off, they said, nope, we're not doing this again. So it was uh, <laughs> the stories that got going were absolutely hilarious. And, uh, oh, it was a great time. Blue shirts treating us amazingly. We had, uh, it was myself, Tiger, and uh, Godfather, and uh, Johanna Pruitt, uh, the Godfather's wife down there, representing Pulling Radio Networks. So it was a good time. Uh, they treated us quite well. Got to sit up in the media suite and watch the polls. Got to talk with... Uh, Oh, why am I drawing a blank? Jake and uh, Don. Um, pull off. Oh, Morgan. Yep. Got to meet Jake the, and Richard. Richard. Dick Morgan. Sorry. Yes, Dick. Yeah. So got I met Jake over in Langford, but got to see him again and uh, got to meet Dick and a uh, great crew there. Got to see Harold Card again. Um, got to meet uh, oh Keith Ford of uh keith ford photography another great dude kevin lively they're not kevin brian lively down there oh he's, you know what to me if brian isn't at a poll it's not a real poll anymore <laughs> uh-oh and we've had a whole bunch of not real polls this year <laughs> you know there's something about brian lively being there that just goes all right th- this poll is something you know and last year was him being at armada that was just that was awesome having him there and getting which to see a, what goes on. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know that we expected him to be there. Um, no, he didn't message us till message us till the day before. And, uh, no great having him there with us. Um, God, the photographers that were lined up and the names that were sitting in the suite, you know, Mike Ott was there and, you know, just joke around, having fun. What a great time down there getting to see the inner workings. You know, I I went from a fan sitting in the seats, watching the poll to two years ago, helping out on some pit crews. And I thought I was really getting the inside edge and really getting no bowling green. And this year getting to join the media down there and actually having an integral part in broadcasting what was going on for the 50th anniversary of bowling green. I mean, going from talking about a podcast almost one year ago to being a me part of the main one of the main media sources down there was absolutely amazing, and uh, really gave you a good eye on what goes on and what the blue shirts actually do down there. But speaking of Brian Lively, didn't he catch you taking a nap in the media center? I'll tell you what, I was so so burned out by the time i got done friday or uh, thursday night back in the campgrounds and uh cuddling with uh brian connor of connor's fuel systems you know this is what we do with pulling radio network is oh, we boy. step up to take care of have our heard, sponsors have we heard from brian about this is he still a sponsor? 
Well, he he didn't complain. <laughs> but no, well, I haven't. The the mail the mail for Sidetrack Pulling Incorporated comes to my house, and I haven't seen a restraining order yet. So, <laughs> well, thank goodness there. But I, then again, it might be a little difficult to do from Missouri from a guy you only met once in Ohio. So, <laughs> <laughs> but got to meet Brian Deekman, hang out with him uh, once again, hang out with the Deck family, Coglins, uh, the Grifka, um, Potter team, um, Shepherds. Uh, I mean. Who else? Steve Francis, Deer Processor, um, the Gervins, Capozos, you know, all our names we've really gotten to know and got to meet a lot of other people. And uh, wow, what what an event. It really, the the that was the best Bowling Green I've been to. And I've been kind of feeling a little eh about Bowling Green as of late, but man, did that rejuvenate me. I'm going back next year. And uh, Pulling Radio Network will be represented as long as the Blue Shirts will have us back. So I can't wait to get down there and uh, get on microphone again with uh, the Godfather. And hopefully Dave Foltz will be able to come up and uh, get some other members. I know Adam Draught was coming down, but I did not get to see Adam, which is probably a good thing because after our Langford experience with Adam, it probably wouldn't have been good in the pits on Friday night. (laughs) Oh, that would have been... Yeah. What yeah. gravel piles would we be trying to park a golf cart on at Bowling Green? Oh, dear Lord. Yes, yes. The the jump. The jump, as it'll forever be referred to. Yeah. Actually, I know... I think he uh, still got compression fractures in his spine from that one. I don't think he noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, well, the next morning he might have. <laughs> right? No kidding. So, you know, great Bowling Green. Unfortunately, I was only able to be down there Thursday, Friday. I wish I could have stayed all weekend. I would have loved to, but obligation, so speaking. And you know what? I it, It's hard to walk away from the one, and it's hard to refuse to go to the next. And uh, Armada 2016, once again, an awesome event. A little late on iron on Saturday, but you know what? The weather was not working with us. Ended up having a flash flood, so to speak, but uh, thanks to the awesome track crew they have down there for Saturday night, we were able to get uh, the top uh, peeled off, and I'll be back up and running with only about an hour and a half delay. So, Pretty efficient turnaround. That place has, uh, has really good drainage, so it's probably one of the few events you can go to where there's actually, you know, storm drain manhole covers in the arena, and you can... It'll take water pretty pretty well. Absolutely, and uh, unfortunately, you weren't able to join me on Saturday, so I had to fly solo, but uh, still nope. fun time, and uh, we had some names come up from Kentucky. Uh, Larry Anderson came up. Uh, Larry Wright came up again, and then uh, I'm drawing a blank on the team, but uh, came out of uh, Ohio, uh, 1,600 cockshut. Uh, 5.9 Cummins on uh, alcohol, if I remember right. Uh, well, I'm, I know the son added me on Facebook, but I'm drawing a blank. So great to see some names come out. I know a lot of guys weren't able to meet, make it up. And uh, looking forward to seeing more again next year on the Light Limited Superstock Tour. But uh, hopefully maybe maybe next year there might be uh, one another one coming out of St. Clair County. You never know. There's rumors. Yeah, 
rumors kind of been broken open. So <laughs> true. And so. hopefully we won't, uh, we won't do what we did on Sunday there this year and, and break a whole bunch of them. You know, I, oh my God, the attrition was brutal. Uh, Larry Anderson took out a head gasket over in Greenville, thought he could have it up and running, put a stock uh, DT360 head gasket on it from Navistar and uh, just could not get the thing to light. I don't, I think it popped the head gasket out immediately. So that sent him hightailing it back. Uh, Larry Wright, um, you weren't there to see this. Larry Wright had an awful sounding engine failure. They say it's just a head gasket. I hope it is, but it did not sound pretty. Um, a lot of crunching and grinding at the end of that pass. Um, so that was day one. Then day two, it just got worse. Started off uh, Bechtel's. Uh, oh, Mike and uh, Trevor came out with their uh, Rhapsody in Blue tractor, the TS-125 on diesel. Uh, Pat Genuine in the seat, and it went pop on the line, and that was all that it wrote. Tried coming back in the bottom of the order, but just did not sound healthy, so they shut it down to pull it apart to see what's going on there. And then the ride that nobody will forget in Armada anytime soon, Wayne Stein on Warhorse. No, he, he took that thing about as far as I've seen anyone go and not actually roll it over. Yeah, you're trackside color guy who's really fat and smokes a lot had to do some running or quick moving on that one it was very scary sight not only the tractor almost rolling but me running (laughs) (laughs) but no in all seriousness that could have been a really bad situation and uh fortunately wayne walked away warhorse a little damaged but you know what Got to give a shout-out to the Doobie crew. And uh, Krasinski Farms up in Sandusky had the tractor back up in shape and ready to roll for Sandusky the following day in four hours. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Pretty good fix. Uh, and then we had one other that uh, their fix would not be quite as quick, unfortunately. Yeah, I've... Poor, I God, I feel sorry for the for Kyle and Eric uh, Volker coming out of the West Side of the State. Uh, from what I was told, it wasn't as bad as it seemed, but did suffer a fire on the tractor when the front cover broke, and uh, unfortunately, might have hurt the motor because the timing gear came off, and nobody knows, of course, where what the quite their uh, valve to piston clearance is and if they pull the head off they might find out exactly what it is but uh had a small fire got it put out and uh, unfortunately that kind of hurts them only four runs on the motor for the season and uh not the way they wanted to end their weekend no so that that uh that monday night pull in sandusky that uh that you were a part of, and we, we had some oh, live stream going on. That was, a, that was a cool deal there, being able to run two tracks for Thumb for the first time ever. I, I like that. Everybody who listens to the show knows I can talk, and I talk a lot. That one pushed me to the limit to the point I didn't know if I could keep talking. <laughs> I, I have to say, as a uh, spectator, though, it was uh, it was a wonderful event to attend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It wasn't just sitting around. It was pulling and pulling and pulling, and that was really fun to watch. Yeah, there was no time delays. They were rapid firing. 
by the time we got down to our last two classes, about an hour and 15 minutes had transpired as we went through almost the entire TPA, TTPA uh, points class list. So that's damn impressive, not going to lie. Yeah, they had it organized extremely well. It looked like it, you know, from, from the bit of the feed that I was able to watch. And, yeah, it, it, I think that's a smash hit success. They did a really good thing there. Yeah, I know everybody on the fair board was happy or looking forward to it again next year. And once again, shout out to Michelle Eifert coming up and uh, helping me keep things straight. And she did an awesome job managing two tracks and two monitors and me reaching over and dealing with pullers, wanting to see distances. Um, gosh, bless her heart for that. And then also shout out to Ryan Bergdahl and Amber uh, his girlfriend coming out and running cameras for us and helping Nick out. Great job done by them. They are kind of our stingers out in the field now for the sidetrack crew, uh, stepping up, doing a lot of our live feed stuff for us, starting in Deckerville and then coming down to Armada and Sandusky and uh, really helped out a lot, kind of ease some of the burden. Once again, Nick, awesome job to you, sir. That was phenomenal job on you trying to manage two three cameras two tracks and not much downtime to try to work on anything so well we pulled her off yep so i know we got some glitches to work out with it and it's a growing experience with us and we'll we'll get things dialed dialed in i think the biggest thing will be getting rid of coaxial cable strung across the track that would help <laughs> but budget build and what can we do? But you know what? We're learning it. It's growing. It'll work out better. We just got to get some uh, manpower and some more hours uh, behind the camera and behind the behind the program and uh, try to get everything hashed out and maybe pick up a sponsor or two for the live feed stuff. So that would sure be nice. Yep, we got we got some uh, bushes to start beating, and we definitely got some demo tapes for this year to uh prove how what sidetrack can do because yeah we sit here and talk on a podcast and we'll be doing it again on friday nights at 7 p.m when redline debuts first friday program for pulling radio network but we do more than just podcasts we do everything involving pulling as from full speaker setups which reminds me i got to order more of them here off amazon but got to be able to do smith's crick properly but uh you know, we we bring anything and everything we can at you from photography. We're like you, Nick, a media specialist now, and it's kind of cool. Yep, full service media company. God, that's a scary thought, isn't it? Us three Yahoos with a media company. Well, you're understandable, but there are the other two of us. Yeah, this Yahoo already has one, yeah. but you know. Yeah, thank God for uh, uh, Life Media Studios here at One Half Radio Plaza, because otherwise we'd be talking into tin cans strung to every house and the that want to listen to us which probably wouldn't be that bad with six listeners so i'd sound like this every week a lot, lot of string though Ooh, we'll have to figure it's out signal damn show on the party line again <laughs> <laughs> oh so yeah I, th- I think there's a bird perched on mine <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of firsts this week in polling and uh, first one was the first, of course, it would be uh, Monday up at Sandusky going the first two-track, two-sled operation um, for the TTPA. But then uh, the following day, we went about 250 miles north 
to a little town called Petoskey. And uh, first time they've had a poll there in 18 years. And got to give a hands off to the Gibson family and Walt Scheiman, or Scheiman, excuse me, for all their time and effort they put into getting that poll going. The prettiest, I mean prettiest, fairgrounds I have ever been to. Across the street is Lake Michigan. Beautiful grandstands, just beautiful grounds, and uh, one hell of a clay track they put in. It was taking power and taking parts out with it. So uh, hats off to them. Um, Not a lot of iron up there, but still had a damn good turnout. Um, One face, great to see back out with the TTPA circuit. Rich Roseski bringing the Ford 9600 back out to play. Yeah, and you know what? It's like he never missed a beat. He showed up at Armada, and uh, the tractor still has its all same old tendencies. When it gets to the wheelie bars, it moves to the left. It still drips water. He drove it off like a pro. I mean, it's like he was never gone. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really impressed with uh, how he got everything set up, and uh, great to have him back out on the tour. Um, Oh, now my mind's starting to draw a blank. So great job up at Petoskey. Uh, Got to see a lot of pullers. Got to tour the Doobie Family Welding Shop. Doobie Welding up there where they specialize in all your snowmobile snowmobile trail maintenance equipment you need. Uh, They got quick attach, uh, basically brush cutting sickle bar mowers that you can mount on the front of a skid steer and uh cut the tr- trim the trees back that way um the, of course they're uh land leveler uh snowmobile trail groomers uh got to see them and how them were built and always gracious mark doobie and uh david and andrew and just a great time up there um got to see the new uh new tractor coming out of the armstead farm stables uh as it's getting its fabricating work done up by Mark Doobie. And I'll tell you what, I've always been confident with Mark's ability, but the between Sandusky and uh, then going up and seeing visiting him before Petoskey, um, wow, them guys can really fabricate. And it it's a, comes at such a natural ease from him. It's really impressive. I can't add anything to that. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, you missed a bunch of polls here, so we'll keep the ball moving. Yeah. I mean, this is probably going to be a short show tonight because we're winding down the points tour and our energy levels are sh- diminishing by the minute. But uh, you have no idea. You better save up some energy. You got this weekend coming up. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, um, Got, uh, I spent the night up in Gaylord and got to go to her diesel freak shop. Uh, Mr. Wade Lalone of the Black Tie Affair pulling truck. You want to talk about a cool, cool place. I didn't even get to actually see the part, the shop, where they actually wrench on the semis and that. But Wayne, known for his tuning of the trucks and actually doing the tuning while still utilizing all the emissions on the machine, on the trucks which a lot of places just wanted to delete it off, but uh, him actually able to tune and fine-tune the motors and uh, still uh, retain all that, keep with the emission specs. Really, really cool place. Got to see their truck dyno. That was just simply awesome. 
uh, gracious host as always, and I know uh, he's excited for Redline to come out. We've already been talking about uh, discussing some stuff uh, as far as shows for uh, for Redline. So looking forward to working more with Wade alone. Just I'll tell you what, I love Northern Michigan. Other than you can't go anywhere from there. I mean, it is about as backwoods hillbilly as you can get at times, but uh, the only part of Michigan that isn't flatland is once you get north of uh, US 10, we start to get a little more hills, but no, great time up there, and then went down to the Genesee County Fair on Wednesday, and uh, thanks to the Jennings family for their time and support down there. Uh, Mike putting me in the seat of his Farm All-M, first time for me in the seat of a tractor, for 2016 which is kind of a scary thought i've made it almost to the last two weeks of the season before i finally got in the seat so oh what a sand track there that was that was interesting that is the first sand track i've seen that isn't literally a horse track that we're pulling on no it's an actual arena it's just sand there oh is it the horse arena style stuff yeah, a lot of water, and thank God Mother Nature came and put some more on. We actually had to try to bring dry sand up, which not normally the case. But uh, another good event there as we start winding down the TTPA points tour. Then uh, Thursday, you joined me back in the seat again as we went down to Chelsea. And for the first time ever, at one pull, we had all five members of the sidetrack crew. We did, and... Uh we got we got a few of them on on mic. <laughs> yeah, we had f- all four Enjoy other than too. Nick on mic. But yeah, we had uh, of course Charles, myself, and Nick. But then uh, Carl Cross was down there, and Nathan Drob joined us on microphone. And I, I think he just really wanted to just try to be the center of attention. You know how he is, you know. Hey, I was grateful for it. No, absolutely great time down there. Thank you, Anthony Finkbeiner, or Finkbeiner, excuse me. Shelby's going to yell at me for that one now. But, uh, no, if Anthony stepping up and uh, bringing us in. Hopefully we can do more with them next year. And, uh, yeah. Cool venue. Uh, I really like the setup there. Yeah, it was a really awesome venue. Um, probably one of the toughest tracks. I mean, I saw a lot of tough tracks this past week, but, uh, I got to put Petoskey and uh, Chelsea right there at the top of the mix. And Sandusky's on a very close third and coming in. That was the best Sandusky track I've ever seen. That's high praise because usually that track's known for being being a little bit difficult um, to get down. Not for not for it being you know a tight clay horsepower track. Just it's a it's a tough one. Yeah, no track looked really good, but. Uh, no, Chelsea, what a job with Truck Night running four classes and uh, got to see a lot of iron that traveled. I mean, pullers from Indiana, Ohio, down by Illinois. I do believe we had one from northern Illinois even. So, uh, yeah, I think I think we did, yeah. But uh, And also really, I mean, for as tough as it was, really the breakage was kind of limited because I know a lot of those guys wanted to travel down the Shides right after. So yeah. I think most of them were able to continue. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't too much other than the two guys who really shouldn't have broke. That was Jerry Glover and uh, Tom Willard. Yeah. Uh, both uh, running in a close points race and having a pull in Hart, Michigan the following day. And uh, <laughs> both of them 
took out the same components on the drive line, but they were able to share parts and wrench hard and get them back up and running. And that's what matters about pulling is being able to do that. So. But uh, so then Friday up in Goodall's truck pull, a little disappointing, but uh, you know what? Got to give credit to the pullers coming out playing. Uh, a lot of guys just showing up to come play and have fun, and they did that. So thank you to them. And then Saturday, Metamora in uh, Wyoming. Unfortunately, you weren't able to make Metamora due to work, but I was out in Wyoming, Ontario for the Wyoming's Lions Club pull. For Southwestern Ontario, first poll for them since the beginning of August. They kind of take a hiatus in the middle of uh, August or throughout the middle part of August for a lot of pullers who want to travel. But uh, unfortunately, Mother Nature did not want to cooperate. So uh, we got about five class, four classes in and uh, the heavens opened up and that was it. So tough break for them looking forward to get back over there working with them again um another another good event out there um one of, one of the earliest running polls but got to work with patrick sanders again or yeah sanders again and uh, always a good time announcing with him so and then unfortunately the rain kind of goofed me over for my last poll which was supposed to be the smith's creek american legion post 525 uh, Mid-Michigan mini tractor pullers were going to come out to play, and unfortunately, Mother Nature dealt us ponds. So uh, kind of worked out for the best for me, too, because I got to be there uh, and help set up and prep everything for my boy's second birthday party. So uh, I think we all had fun. Nick was there. Charles was there. So sidetrack family, of course, there. And guess that's kind of what sucks. We're all stuck with each other now. Right. Sad part is all three of us just congregated together right off the get. <laughs> yeah. And we talked pulling, so. <laughs> Shocker. I know. I, I could hardly believe it myself, but no. Uh, no, that was a fun time to kind of get to kick back and relax a little bit. And uh, yeah, it's been a good time. Now we're rolling up. I can't believe it already. The season finale for the Thumb Tractor Pulling Association this Sunday in Elkton. Uh, I do believe a 3 p.m. start up there as we go through the books and decide who's going to come out on top. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's almost like it snuck up on us and, and there was a good portion of the season was already over and done with and this event was kind of in question whether it was even going to happen. So good that we can go up there and play one more time absolutely i'm glad to be back up there and then but before that we're gonna go play in the town of romeo uh right down the road from you what three miles uh yeah yep actually it's less than that two two miles two miles technically washington township but it's literally yeah still i consider that romeo i'm sorry it's basically one continual town till till you get down to van dyke expressway but uh as we go to westview orchards for the two-day event for mid-michigan mini tractor pullers what would have been their season finale but we got one more pull now rain date for smith's crick coming in at september 25th so that will be the end of their season but good two-day event starting off uh 6 p.m on friday and then saturday again at one o'clock so 
Hope you have a bed ready, Charles, because I'm not driving home. (laughs) (laughs) Not a problem. Perfect. Just try to keep the noise down. (laughs) You'll probably beat me home by the time I go uh, pick her up from the airport. That's uh, who knows, because I've heard stories about what goes on down there. You might have to pick me up Uh on your way back from the airport. (laughs) Uh, Either way, the sleeping bag, I think it's still in my truck. Actually, yes, it is. A sleeping bag and pillow are still in my truck, so if I have to camp out at Westview Orchards, I camp out at Westview Orchards, par for the course. We'll just say label it as another Armada. Yeah, so I say it's not like we've never slept in a hauler before. Hey, I'll tell you what, Langford was still the best. Thirty point fives are nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably well, I don't know. Port Hope was pretty darn good too. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately there was a wall between us and that blown hemi. Yeah, true. Which probably is good because you'd have been up all night drooling over it, so uh, yeah, I spent probably a good half an hour in there on uh, Sunday morning taking a bunch of stock photos. Yeah, I know Mama Lisa already yelled at me that you uh, need to come up and polish the chrome and clean it. Um, yeah, I did. I was supposed to discuss that with you after I got back from Bowling Green. So you're going to have to grab a rag and go up to uh, Port Hope and take care of that for them. <laughs> I think I can manage. <laughs> So, uh, not much else left on the docket unless you have something, Charles. No, a um, couple things. Uh, interesting to see it shines that uh, Kyle Michael finally uh, was able to put the uh, common rail Duramax in the super stock diesel winner's circle. That was been a long time coming for him fighting with that thing to try and try and get it competitive with the Cummins guy. So, he finally broke out. That was a cool thing to see and wish them continued success down there. And uh, I alluded to it earlier with Jim Shandorf. Rumor rumor seems to point that uh, the future Radical Red might be one of the ex-honkin' donkey mini rods. What? That's where it's... That's, he, he made a very cryptic post the other day that just said 2050 pound sign. And... Uh, I know that the Hathaways really? have sold both of the hon- the Hathaways have sold both the honking donkeys. So uh, one of them, I think, is coming to West Michigan. Nick's going. What's two zero five zero five zero pound sign mean? Two thousand fifty pounds. That's what that class weighs in at. Yep. So sorry, Nick. Neither of us could probably fit in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We might throw a little overweight. Yeah, because you really don't need more weight on the back. We need uh, Tyler Slaw's uh, other mini where you basically f- knees up against the valve covers on the Hemi on his. Get enough weight for yeah. But uh, so cool news. uh Kind of bummed to see him out of the seat of a regular tractor, but uh, good to see uh, Terry uh, Joe Stock finally got his mini out and running. Yeah, he's been out with it. Um, I think it actually won with one of the one of the boars driving it um, when they were, they were over here visiting from Europe. So that was that was nice to see. This area, for whatever reason, has Region Two here. 
is now becoming a real hotbed for the mini rod. There's there's a lot of them getting out all over the place. There have been a lot of talk about it in years leading up to this too. A lot of people getting their interest peaked in the class. So kind of be neat. I know it's always a fan favorite to watch the guys go sideways down the track. So they're they're one heck of a wild ride, I'll tell you. And you know what? I can see the appeal. It's light enough where you know you a quarter ton pickup truck. You can go on the road and, and be pulling. Yep. Yep. So, well, anything else? Because I'm about done for the night. I think that's it. We covered it. Meyer? I don't got nothing. You just want to go to bed. I could tell. More or less. It's been a long day. <laughs> I can't blame you. Yeah, you've been busy. I've been busy. My first day back to that other job. That's not nearly as much fun as my main job. But So with that, my name's Armstead. My name is Posh. My name is Meyer. Good night. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out.